Brewers Daily with Jason Martinez. And welcome to your Wednesday, July 1st edition of Flyers Daily, brought to you by Yingling Traditional Lager. Spread your wings. Give them a follow on Twitter, at Yingling Beer. Yes, it is July 1st, and we are still talking hockey. Why? Well, you know why. It's the pandemic. And the Flyers and the NHL and sports in general, the majors, have been on pause now for a long time. How many days, in fact? 112 days since the Flyers played the Bruins on March 10th at the Wells Fargo Center. And the Flyers will be facing off against that Bruins team in the round robin along with uh, the Tampa Bay Lightning and, of course, the Washington Capitals. And we're going to dive into those three teams and what the Flyers did against those three teams in this episode of Flyers Daily. So a lot to get to. We're going to have some sound for you in this episode as well. More Flyers returning for Phase 2 in the optional skates at the Skate Zone. And we'll hear from Carson Torinsky and Connor Bunneman in this episode as they uh, are completing some workouts at the Flyers Skate Zone. So uh, once again, we'll have Zach Hill, Flyers PR Director, conducting some conversations with those two players, what it's like to be back on the ice and, and everything that's been going on as Phase 2 continues in the NHL all working towards that Phase 3, the announcement of Hub Cities. It looks like Vegas now may be out of the mix. They were the foregone conclusion as the city to have at least one of the Hub Cities for the NHL. It looks like they may be out of the mix now. It could be an all-Canadian Hub City as Edmonton and Toronto could be the favorites. I think Chicago is still in the mix there as well, so we await the word on exactly what's going to happen with Hub Cities and where the Flyers will be going and all the 24 teams in total where they will head for the Hub Cities and uh, this return to play in phase number four. They will head there with about a week left in phase three, six days to complete their training camp, hold a couple exhibition games. Flyers will start that round robin tournament and the best of five play-in series will happen as well. And one of the lucky losers in the best of five play-in series will end up with the number one overall pick in the 2020 NHL entry draft to be held at a later date. We still don't know what date that is. It'll be uh, pretty soon thereafter the cup is handed out, presuming everything goes according to plan. Uh, cases up in the United States of America right now, uh, with the NHL forging forward as other sports league, leagues are as well. And we'll see how this plays out, something to monitor over the next couple of days. As I mentioned, the Flyers will be taking on uh, uh, the the Washington Capitals, who lead them in the Metropolitan Division by a point. They'll be taking on the Boston Bruins, who are the leader in the National Hockey League with the most amount of points in the entire NHL. Uh, The Boston Bruins wrapping up that President's Trophy this year. What do they get for it? Well, just a chance to lose some positioning. The only team to reach triple digits in points uh, through 70 games, 100 points for the Boston Bruins. And the Flyers will also take on the 92-point Tampa Bay Lightning, the team they were scheduled to play on March 12th. Matter of fact, we're down in Tampa uh, to take on Tampa when the season was put on pause, coming back the next day, the Friday, uh, March 13th, after returning from, uh, from Tampa Bay. So the Flyers will take on those three teams. Flyers in a great position to do The only thing they can do is move up. They're the four seed. That's the worst they can do, and uh, if they're able to have some success in that three-team or three-game rather round robin, they will move up in the standings. Now, the three teams that they're facing, Boston, Tampa Bay, and the Caps, they had a winning record against two of the three. The only team they didn't beat this year was Tampa. They ended up going 0-2 against the Tampa Bay Lightning. Uh, They had a a loss earlier in the season in a really tight game. It was a 1-0 game. That was back on the 11th of of, uh, January. Uh, that game, just a kind of a fluky goal by Pat Maroon on a, on a 
a puck that was kind of sent into the air. Matt Niskanen tried to play it off his glove, ended up right on the stick of Pat Maroon. He put it in behind Carter Hart, and it gave Tampa the one nothing lead. The other loss against Tampa uh, was on the 15th of February, and the Flyers lost that game 5-3. to uh, they were said to like slated to play Tampa in that third game, uh, obviously on the twelfth when the the league was paused. So that's the only team that, in this round robin that they'll face that they did not have a winning record against against Boston this year, who I mentioned had the hundred points as the top team in the NHL in the first meeting of those two teams back on November tenth. Uh, uh, the Flyers uh, actually lost or beat Boston rather three to two in that game. That was a back to back shootout weekend for the Flyers. They ended up beating Boston in the shootout 3-2 to on the day after, a Saturday night, they beat uh, the Toronto Maple Leafs 3-2 to in Toronto. And then that Sunday in Boston, they ended up beating Boston 3-2 to in the shootout as well. So two shootout wins on successes days over against two teams in the Atlantic Division, two good teams as well. Uh, and that was ran the Flyers' win streak at that time to four games. They went on to lose four after that. Uh, but then they, fought, they faced Boston two other times this season, and uh, they had the 6-5 win on the 13th of January, and that's the game where the Flyers were down 5-2 to two in the game, came all the way back, forced overtime, forced a shootout, eventually winning it in the shootout when Brad Marchand had the whiff and didn't get the shootout attempt uh, on Carter Hart. Flyers won that game 6-5, to five, and they also beat uh, the Boston Bruins. And, of course, they lost to the Boston Bruins their last game before the pause on the, the 10th of March, 2 to nothing. That ended the Flyers' nine-game win streak. Uh, so all said and done against the Bruins. Flyers, good record on the season uh, against uh, the top team in the NHL with a 2-1 and one record. Uh, they end up 0-2-0 against the Tampa Bay Lightning. And then the other team that they'll face is the Washington Capitals. They faced the Capitals four times this season. Uh, the Philadelphia Flyers did, and they ended up with a record of 3-0-1. They don't lose to the Caps in regulation this season. The first game came on the 13th of November. The Flyers with a 2-1 shootout loss uh, to Washington. Uh, Alexander Ovechkin in that game, two shots, no goals, no assists. And the Flyers would face the Washington Capitals on the 8th of January. That was coming off that road trip, the really tough road trip they have. They didn't have a day off in between games. They come right back to Philadelphia, play the Capitals that night, and somehow get a 3-2 win in that game. And from that point on, they didn't lose back-to-back games the rest of the season. So 3-2 win in that game. Again, Ovechkin in that game, no points, no goals, no assists. Then the Flyers took on the Caps again on the 8th of February. They got a 7-2 win in Washington. Again, Alexander Ovechkin in that game, no goals, no assists. And then they faced the Caps in the final week of the regular season before the pause on the 4th of March. And they got a 5-2 win in that game. And again, Alexander Ovechkin, no goals, no assists, no points. So in four games versus the Flyers this year, Alexander Ovechkin, who won another Richard Trophy this year as the league's top scorer, three in a row again, nine in his career, ends up with no goals, no assists against the Philadelphia Flyers. And the Flyers have a 3-0-1 record against the Washington Capitals. So all said and done, some of the numbers when you look at these matchups against these three teams, the Flyers have 28 goals for in games against Boston, Tampa Bay, and Washington. That's 22 goals against against those teams. So 28-22, to they outscored those teams in the regular season and their season record against Boston, Tampa Bay, and Washington, 5-3-1. and So you look at the situation again, and it bears repeating, the Flyers are the four seed right now, only an opportunity to move up against three teams that had a 5-3-1 and record against and outscored those opponents 28-22 to in the season. So uh, good news for the Flyers. We'll see how it plays out when they finally do get to the games, which uh, could be not that far off. 
Uh, so a situation that's all gravy for the Flyers, and you just got to wonder if one of the things that plays into it is going to be the fact that the Philadelphia Flyers are going to play those games with relatively no pressure, just an opportunity to fine-tune their game, get it ready for the field of 16, and take on the Caps, uh, the Lightning, and the Bruins, just trying to fine-tune their game, play with that freeness of play, and be able to get out there and play good hockey and have the opportunity to move up in the standings. Now, what does move up in the standings mean? Well, in a normal year, that means more home ice, right? Uh, This year, that's obviously not the case. They're going to be in hub cities. Uh, But being the home team does allow for last change. And when you got a coaching staff like Elaine Vigneault uh, that really – he he doesn't play the matchup game at nauseum, uh, but he's a guy that will, in certain situations, be able to have the advantage in that matchup game. And you mentioned – uh, playing against Washington and Alexander Ovechkin, obviously the guy you want to have on the ice against Ovechkin is a guy like Sean Couturier and his line that can lock him down and still be plus on the scoring side of things. Uh, that could be a factor. The other part of the equation is, at least theoretically, more so on paper, but not in reality, but you'll get the more inferior opponent. Now, what does that mean in the NHL playoffs? Because we see eight seeds beat one seeds. We we see the Flyers in 2010 as a seven seed have home ice advantage in the Eastern Conference Final because they're playing the eight seed Montreal Canadiens for the chance to go play for the Stanley Cup. Uh, what that means in a pandemic world where all teams are coming back from uh, dealing with uh, the pandemic and getting back on the ice and is an eight seed really an eight seed in this situation? It, it will all remains to be seen. We don't know which teams that are on the outside of the playoff picture right now looking in that are playing in these five-game best-of-five play-in series, how many upsets there will be there? Is Do the Rangers beat Carolina? Does uh, uh, the, the Columbus Blue Jackets knock out the Toronto Maple Leafs? Do the Montreal Canadiens knock out the Pittsburgh Penguins? That all remains to be seen. We don't know how these teams are going to come back from the break and elevate their game right away. The teams that are able to get to a high level of confidence and, and elevate their game to – Uh, What they were uh, before the pause or some semblance thereof are going to have the advantage. Does that advantage lie in coaching and pushing the right buttons to get those teams there? Nobody knows. And I've asked several players about that question here on Flyers Daily, and they all say the same thing. Ask me after (laughs) because nobody has been in this situation. We're now 112 days since these guys have played a game or been in an organized practice with their team uh, prior to right now. So how all this kind of shakes out is, is anyone's guess. Uh, but with the with, with the, the depth of the Flyers, the de- the decor, and the veteran presence on that decor with a guy like Matt Niskanen and Justin Braun, and then the goaltending that you're provided with both uh, Carter Hart and Brian Elliott, uh, this team on paper has all of the boxes checked to have a lot of success in these playoffs. But again, it's going to come back to getting that game back to as close to where it was when that pause happened on March 10th. Uh, where they won nine of their last 10 games, lost that last one to Boston 2 to nothing that we just alluded to, and how quickly they're able to get there and sustain that. And then, obviously, uh, you got to deal with injuries as well in the Stanley Cup playoffs, and Flyers has some depth, and will Shane Gossespierre be a guy that is in the lineup, or is he a healthy scratch uh, for Justin Braun and Robert Hay to continue the, the pairing that they had together and the chemistry that they developed uh, when Shane Gossespierre was out dealing with that injury? Uh, Phil Myers and, and Travis Sandheim, uh, really proved to be a good fit to play together and cover a ton of the real estate out there on the ice, skating like two gazelles, and obviously pro ref Niskanen uh, and that number one pairing defenseman. Uh, and so th- there's a lot of variables here. Is Morgan Frost a guy that cracks the lineup in either some of those round-robin games to see where he is and where his game is at right now, Joel Farabee as well, 
Or do you go with more veteran presence and guys like Nate Thompson and Derek Grant and and, and the like? So a, a lot of questions here for the Flyers. Uh, does Scott Lawton recapture the play that he was uh, uh, went into the pause with? All great questions, all answers that we really can't provide right now. Only time will tell. What we do know is a lot of the players are at the practice facility working out in uh, organized team skates uh, without coaches. Uh, we've heard from a lot of the players in the last couple of days after their initial skates and when they got back to town and what it's been like for them. We heard from Phil Myers the other day, Robert Haig. We've heard from Nate Thompson. In this episode, we're going to hear from Carson Torinsky and Connor Bunneman, two guys that when the pause happened were with the Phantoms. Uh, but could be uh, play a role in this playoff. So right now we uh, go to Zach Hill, who had a chance to catch up with Quars- Carson Torinsky and Connor Bunneman after skates at the Flyer Skate Zone. First off, Carson, I'll let you answer first. Um, how long have you been skating at the Skate Zone? I've been here roughly just over a month now, I believe closer to a month and a half. Um, you know, I was waiting back home for just over a month, and I was working out, couldn't get any ice there, though, and, and my equipment was here, so I was pretty eager to skate. Um, you know, when I, I got the call to to come down and have the option to skate, I, I took it right away, so I've been here for probably closer to a month and a half. Cool. How about you, Connor? I've been here for three days. Uh, first skate was today. Um, back home, I was getting some ice, but um, not much as, uh, as I wanted. So uh, right when I saw an opportunity to have this, my life best. I came down to Philly, and uh, it's been good. All right, Connor, you can start this one. We know it's only small groups that uh, are on the ice right now, but how does it feel to be on the ice with some familiar faces? Uh, really good. Uh, nice to see all the guys. Um, I haven't seen them in a while. Uh, just nice to actually have a practice kind of feel. I've been usually just myself and a, one or two other guys, so it's good to move the puck around and uh, skate, basically. Carson? It's been nice. Um, you know, it's obviously a very different scenery this time of year with everything going on in the world, but um, we're managing here. And like Connor said, it's, it's nice to have some good up-tempo skates with uh, with small groups of guys and, and be able to see guys that we haven't seen in a while also uh, make sure they're a little bit more comfortable. You had mentioned with everything's going on in the world, Carson, uh, you two will be traveling with the team to a hub city, which we don't know where that is yet, but what are your thoughts on living in a bubble during this period? Carson, you can go first. Um, you know, honestly, for me, this whole experience is, you know, I, I think it's kind of cool in a way that it's kind of a once-in-a-lifetime thing. And, um, you know, the, the games will be a lot different, obviously, and it's, it's almost going to be like tournament play, right? So it'll be a lot of different atmosphere and a lot of different scenery and how the setup is, but... You know, I, I, uh, I'm i looking forward to it. I think it's going to be a cool experience as, as much as it would be nice to have a normal playoffs. But, um, no, I think it's going to be cool and uh, it'll be one to remember. And Connor? Yeah, um, it's definitely going to be different. Um, trust you with no fans. That's going to change a lot of things. Um, but as you said, being cooped up, um, it's going to be hard. But uh, I know we, we got our video games, so uh, we're going to do, do all right, I think. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's going to be different, but it's um, just trying to enjoy the enjoy most of it and make the, make the most of it. Any particular game you're, you're, you're looking forward to playing? <laughs> I don't know, Fortnite, uh, NHL 20, anything, anything that's uh, fun, fun to us. All right, uh, Connor. Has anyone from the Flyers organization spoke to you about the upcoming tournament? And if they haven't, um, 
what are your expectations coming into that round robin tournament? Um, no, no one's really spoke to me about anything. Um, my expectations is um, just skate, um, do my best out there, and if my my name is called to be in the lineup if, if uh, someone gets hurt, which I hope doesn't, because I hope everybody stays healthy. Um, I just got to be ready. Um, there's nothing much else I can do. It's got to be ready. Carson. Yeah, kind of. Add on what Connor said. We just got to make sure ourselves are ready. You know, we both obviously had experience this year in games. So, in terms of uh, our capability and knowing what we can do, I think we're pretty comfortable with that. But I think uh, I think game wise, they're going to be they're going to be high paced, energetic. You know, especially with no fans, teams have to build their own energy. So, I think it might even be a step up from what it normally is in that sense. But you know, I think like I said, we're both excited and. Uh, Looking forward to the opportunity ahead, no matter what uh, the outcome is, whether we get to play or not, it'll be a, it'll be a good experience. All right, last question. Uh, Carson, you can go first. Are there any concerns about the health and safety once we get rolling? No, I wouldn't say so. You know, I was, um, like I said, when I came out here, part of my decision to come out as early as I could was because we're in probably one of the safest facilities we could be in, no matter where we are, and you know, things are taken very good care of here. It's kept clean. We're doing numerous testing every week to make sure that we're all negative and, and staying around each other when we're clean. And, and if there's any bubbles or situations that pop up, we handle it right away and the, the team and the staff handle it. So I feel safe here. And uh, like I said, that was, that was a big reason, too, why I was eager to get back. So I have uh, I don't think there's going to be any issue going forward in terms of keeping the players safe and, and following certain rules and procedures. Connor, anything to add? Um, not much, kind of nail on the head there, but uh, yeah, everybody's been taking good care of us, and everything they, the league, has told them to do to keep us safe, they're they're spot on. Um, I, I feel safe every time I come to the rink. Uh, the staff's keeping everything clean, um, just perfect atmosphere for what uh, the situation we're in. And uh, they're doing a really good job. Once again, thanks to Zach Hill for providing us uh, sound from our players as they work their way back into uh, getting back into uh, game shape as best they can. That's going to take a little time. That's going to take a couple of games. May take some of those round-robin games and those two exhibition games uh, for players to do that. But uh, good to hear from Carson Torinsky and Connor Bunneman here as the Flyers and preparations are underway. And we eat closer and closer to Phase 3, which is coming up on January 10th. That's not far off as well. Uh, Phase 3, when organized uh, or when training camps technically begin that's just eight days from now eight days and change uh to the flyers uh pick up training camp and then uh, hopefully we'll find out the hub city that they'll be heading to uh for phase four and uh, the game back on the ice sometime probably very early august uh alongside the nba so uh, getting closer uh, we still don't know the definitive date yet we should know that shortly uh, but we do know it is getting closer and closer as the days go by. In the meantime, this is uh, another episode of Flyers Daily, which is brought to you by Yingling Traditional Lager. Hey, Philly fans, grab a cold Yingling and elevate your taste because this isn't just a beer, it's a lager. It's time to spread your wings. Yingling Traditional Lager, do yourself a favor. Give a follow on Twitter, at Yingling Beer. We'll bring you another episode coming up this Friday, and uh, happy to tell everybody that next week is going to be Coaches Week. We're going to have uh, interviews with Mike Yo, with Ian LaPerriere, with Michelle Tarrant, with Kim Dillabaugh and the head coach, Elaine Beamer. So we're looking forward to Coaches Week 
as preparations are underway for Phase 3 and training camp. In the meantime, thanks for listening to Flyers Daily. We'll check out on Friday's episode. Stay safe, stay healthy, and we'll talk to you. Seven, 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 everything that's good is gone.